What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's up, Bears fans? It is back to work Wednesday. <laughs> As Mark Tressman used to say, oh my, wow. For some reason, I thought you guys were in different chairs, and it just freaked me out when I turned over and looked at you. Carmi V just sat down and took my seat. Is this your seat? I'm sorry. This is where I was. It's aesthetically (laughs) pleasing to have you between these two clients. Okay, all right. makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. In my head, though, I had it, like, I've been in my computer, like, doing the last second show prep, (laughs) and I didn't really pay attention to who was sitting where, and I just turned over. We're really stealth, Adam. Well, you guys have the same name. We do, that's true. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who's next to you, because we're... (laughs) <laughs> either way, either way, Carm is sitting next to me. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and shout out to you in in audio land. Uh, listen, you this is just just so you know, you don't care, and we know that we're thinking of you too. <laughs> Good save. Just, that's that's important in my mind right now for some reason. Carmy V, it's so fun to have you in studio on a Wednesday. It, it's really fun to be in studio on a Wednesday. What did you say to me just just now that we're gonna have the most fun ever on a Wednesday at this time with all three of us together at once in the history of the world? In the history yes. of the world. Yes. Hold you down. This, that'll be that, that'll be accurate, right? Because we've never done it before, <laughs> right? And but even if we had done it before, yeah, this is going to be, gonna be this is going to be the best one. <laughs> All right, uh, we need to lead with the most important thing: how to go against Kirschenbaum last night. So <laughs> everybody wants to know. I I uh, I want to thank as I put on Twitter. I want to thank Nicholas Moriano who kicked my ass on the ping pong table here. He also beat Lawrence yesterday. Ugh. Do we have to talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> and 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 I walked out of here, and I just I was in a daze, and I didn't know how I was going to get myself right for uh, what's his name, Kirschenbaum. Kirschenbaum, right? And uh, you Eric, told us. Well, how do we supposed yeah, to know? Yeah, well, somehow because I think Kevin had me talking about Kirschenbaum, and he made me it turn into Schneiderman, who uh, I believe <laughs> is a political figure out out east, and so now I'm back to Kirschenbaum. But so. I right before the match, I want to give credit to Iga Swiatek, the number one woman in the world, and old school Martina Navratilova. Somehow on TikTok, I found both of them, and they gave me these tips. And I walked in, and I stared them down, and I said, "Today is the day, Kirschenbaum, that you're going down." So after three losses to him, I kicked his living behind last night, and wow. uh, in convincing six-three-six-two fashion, and I walked out of there, and I and I got in my car. And I then proceeded to listen to the White Sox and tweet at you to celebrate, uh, which was a rough ending for all of us who were hoping that the White White Sox would keep their thing alive. But yes, victory. And uh, but you know, Kirschenbaum threw down the gauntlet at the end because this is just the regular season. We're going to be in the playoffs. It's like, see you next time. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no next time right now. I'm celebrating this win. You have to sit with this loss, and that's how we're doing our night. For those of you that have no idea what we're talking about. I'm playing about, in a tennis league. Which is also me. Yeah, including <laughs> Carmi V next to us. Yeah. Carm uh, <laughs> plays tennis. He loves tennis. That's enough tennis. I will say, though, the look on your face as Nick was demolishing you in ping pong yesterday, Kirschenbaum never stood a chance. I he never had a chance last Nick, night. It was depressing. Nick's too good at ping pong. Well, I don't he, understand why he's that good. He returns everything, I, and I everything don't lands think, on the table. Okay, nobody cares about this, but I don't think Nick's that good. I just don't get. But he wins. He's, he's he doesn't do. He, he's he's just he just keeps the ball on the table. There's no. He's not whipping you around. Any Olympic. He pin, waits for you to make a mistake. You you just make mistakes against Nick, which makes it. He's re- kind of like the Bears. 
He's like the lovey bears. Just trying to hang around, wait for you to make a mistake. Great, great transition. <laughs> I was say, great. Bra- Braggs is in the comments talking smack. Enjoy your victory, Carm, because Sunday I'm out competing you in every facet <laughs> of the day. Wow. Good. We're, wow. a ba- Braggs is going down in bags. And Which one else. are you going to – what What time are you going to show up at the tailgate? I'll be there at 7.30. With a He's lying. cold bowl there. of scrambled eggs. He's trying to check throw out, Braggs off. Yeah, ch- I, check out our uh, interview or the interview that I did on uh, on our YouTube with Jeff Morrow. If you like cooking and or just people with a fun personality, Jeff Morrow was hysterical. And he, I tried to like get him. I'm trying to get him to come to the tailgate. If people don't know who Jeff Morrow is. He's uh, the Sandwich King. Sandwich, sandwich King on the kitchen. Chicago sensation on Pork the kitchen. And yeah. Uh, so I told him I that think. he's like, "Well, what can you do?" I'm like, "I make a great scrambled egg," and then and then. The interview went sideways at that point. He was so, <laughs> he was so disappointed. But I, I didn't want to oversell and underdeliver. That's what I do. So, you know, we got to live in. It's right. supposed to be the other way around there. You're supposed to right. undersell Unders- and overdeliver. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Just wanted to clarify that. Also, but, shout out to my dad in the comments telling me that my uh, one-year-old is sleeping through the podcast. Good. Heck yeah. Kegs and eggs. I don't know if I'm supposed to be offended by that or not, but I'm, I'm glad I, she's taking a nap. I think that's. <laughs> it's, it's. I love to put on our pod at night and then go right to bed. <laughs> I take that as a... It's, it's That's how you go to sleep? You there, listen to yourself? There's a soothing nature to the pod. If you want to be engaged and be on the edge of your seat, you can do that. And or, you know, on your phone in the corner of the bed, night-night. I hope you're not going night-night unless you're a one-year-old at, at noon, though. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I wish, I wish I'd gone to bed at 7 o'clock last night. It would have been a much more enjoyable evening. Um... Yeah. yeah, we don't need to talk Hope about that. Hope took a 30-second nap before the show today. It was adorable. It was about 30 seconds. All right, Carmi's here, so let's take advantage of that. You are in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, I guess you're becoming our resident Packers reporter. You're headed to Tampa this weekend. Yeah. Actually, you're headed to Tampa tomorrow. Yes, to I am. Because to, Tommy talks. Tommy to, Thursday. Tommy yeah. Thursday. Yeah, Tommy Thursdays. Um, Tommy Two Toast Thursdays. You know. What'd you take away from, are the Packers good? They're figuring it out, and they're 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 gonna be. I mean, if you can, I don't I didn't know how concerned to really be about the Bears' run defense, or if the Packers really just had a. They, I mean, they did. They had a vendetta to like run the ball. They said that all week. They were like, we're gonna get the ball to twenty and thirty three. And I even asked Aaron Rodgers after the game. I was like, was that a way because your receivers, you know, your receivers aren't super comfortable right now? Are you trying to bring them along in that way, take the pressure off of them in that way? And he was like, no, I mean, this was really just about getting 23 and 33 the ball. And they did. And it's hard when you have a tandem of backs like that, that you don't know which one's going to pop off. So even when you know they're going to run the ball, you don't know who's going to get the ball. Aaron Jones said it after the game, too. I asked him, he's like, I don't know the split going into the game. We just knew that we were going to get the ball more. What was your takeaway from Rodgers' less than thrilled press conference yeah like this it's like a different dude up there almost I don't know well he was asked about it too because yeah we were all kind of like he was very subdued I've really never been in a press conference with Aaron Rodgers before um so the, I, I I thought he was subdued but I'm like maybe this is just you know how he is actually in person uh but no one of the other writers uh was like I you know forgive me if I'm misreading the situation but you don't seem too thrilled um, and when I asked him that question about kind of bringing his receivers along, he used it as an opportunity to kind of like say that he didn't play well. Cause I was, I was talking about more of the high percentage completion throws that he was doing the short passes kind of like, you know, 
all over the field and all down the field. And he was, it, it almost made it sound like he couldn't complete the long passes, which would bode well, I guess, against the Bears' pass defense. Um, but yeah, he did not, he said he didn't play well. And he immediately turned the page to Tampa, being like, we're going to need to play a lot better in Tampa next week. And he mentioned the Bucks like twice already in the, in the press conference. I'm just curious if you both think that it looks like he and Sammy Watkins are starting to figure things out yeah. and that's going to be maybe the best year in Sammy Watkins' career because yeah. Aaron is looking for someone to be Devante. Is that no? Hogue doesn't like it at all? Uh, if Sammy Watkins has a good year, it's because Aaron Rodgers is – just turning him into something that right. he can throw yeah. the ball to. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't mean to like diminish Sammy Watkins, but like, when's the last time Sammy Watkins was really good? Five years ago? It's, I would almost say never. But also, like, is he, he going to stay healthy? I, he's he's more of a veteran than the other guys he has to throw the ball to. He's think, got to throw it to somebody. Do you think Aaron, though, like, prefers that? Like, if he has to bring a guy along or elevate a guy's play, I think he's more comfortable with veterans. Yeah, I agree. I mean... I don't. I don't think Randall Cobb's still playing football if it's not for if it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. He's not. Yeah. No, he's not on a team unless yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. says, "I want this guy on the team." He's so, not on a. He's not on another team. I mean, I mean, I guess good for Aaron for being able to do that. Um, yeah. Packers are good, Adam Hogue. I. That's my take. Yeah. I. I. You don't think so? Well, I guess. I, let, let me. I maybe that was like too generic of a way to ask the question. Obviously, they're a good football team. They're going to be elite. You know, elite is that what you're at least a ten-win team. Worst-case scenario. Right. What I'm saying is, are they like? I, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team, right? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not really? either. Especially, I, I just how do you take Devonte Adams off the team and they somehow are better? Nah, that's a fair point. I don't think they necessarily have to be better. I think the NFC's worse. Who's who's? Well, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm not Super Bowl. I'm saying it as far as getting there. Yeah. They will be, whoever comes out of the NFC this year is going to be a prohibitive underdog in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not to jump way too far ahead, but sorry. Buffalo looks like, I don't know. Uh, a juggernaut. Yeah. 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 Like, well. It, it, and, and the Chiefs aren't far behind either. So. Well, part of the reason why we're talking about if the Packers are legit or not is because it, I think it we're trying to find value in this Bears loss like how much right so now you turn the page to the Texans and one thing I actually kind of like Davis Mills not as like a uh, you know I would draft him to be my franchise quarterback kind of guy but I think like where the Texans got him makes a lot of sense third round pick he's a guy okay he is not Aaron Rodgers like I was just watching some of the Broncos game we're gonna have Ryan Koenigsberg on here in a little bit from DNVR he just saw Texans up close last week, so he's going to help us uh, figure out the Texans. But it ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers out there this week. Like, and and so it. This is, I, I'm prepared for the defense to play better this this time around. I think the offense can play better too. It's I would better. Hope so. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the whole. I mean, the, the Texans are giving up the second most yards per game to any team of any mm-hmm. team. And they're giving up, I think, the 26th most – no, back, other way around, 26th least. So whatever the math is on that, seventh, sixth most uh, yeah. passing yards per game. Good work on the math. We don't do there math. There we go. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm working on math. Math's not my strong suit, okay? Uh, but, yeah, they're, like, the sixth most passing yards per game. So, like, now you have an opportunity. I get, you know, game, the first game, Justin Fields, in a downpour, you're not going to have really great passing stats. We all know what happened in Green Bay, 11 – passing attempts 
for in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in order for me to not get conspiracy or start in these conspiracy theories of what the Bears know about Justin Fields that we don't, if he doesn't pass more in this game, then I'm going to really, really start questioning it because you have an opportunity here against this defense. I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> you always do. Well, I, thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. I, I do. Uh, you go back and watch the Texans. You know who looks more comfortable in the pocket than Justin Fields? Yeah, that would be Mr. Mills. Yeah. He looks more comfortable. He just does. Yeah. He looks settled in there. The throws not, don't always look great. Right. It doesn't look as yeah. good. It doesn't look great coming out, but. He, he, I will. Okay. I, I'm willing to listen to that, that he looks more comfortable going through his progressions. Um, I hate to say this, too, because I don't know if you guys are big on football outsiders, DVOA. I think of all the analytics to look at on a weekly basis, it's, it's a good one. some of the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Texans are a better team. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says. The Texans rank 21st. Their defense is 16th. The Bears' DVOA, defensive DVOA through two weeks is 27th. Their offense is 30th. Special teams are 24th. Nowhere to go but up, baby. The, I mean, yeah. the, the, the stat that came out, the Bears have had 28 pass attempts. There's no team in the league that hasn't had 28 completions. Yeah, they have less pass attempts than other teams have completions. Justin Fields ranks 33rd among quarterbacks in passing pass attempts. attempts. Who's 32nd? Exactly. How's he ranked 33rd? There's only 32 teams. It's because the Cowboys have had two quarterbacks so far. And both Cowboys quarterbacks threw more in their limited time playing, Dak Prescott included. Very pass-happy offense, for the record. And, look, Matt Eberflus, can't wait to see you later this week. You're going up there today. I might follow you. I'm undecided right now, but I I need some Bears locker room time. But... uh, he was annoyed on on Monday, like flus. Yes, the flus. Yeah. Like yes, we know we need to throw the ball more. Yeah. Yes, we know we need more balance. Yes, we know it's a, like he didn't say that, but yes, we know it's about the quarterback. Right. Like they're they're it's that's, gonna level out. That's why I'm holding off on the conspiracy theories right now. I'm not I'm not getting to whatever. Like I get the it's a small sample size and the two teams. There's all these situations, but yeah, I mean that's why this game against the Texans is the big. You're at home too. So, like, if you don't pass the ball more against the Texans, then I'm going to be worried. I'm yeah. not worried yet. Well, and, like, Texans, yeah, go ahead. Maybe some hope for, well, I don't know if it's hope, but anybody worried about Kyler Gordon? Derek Stingley Jr. has been struggling. Third overall pick. You know, there's a learning curve there for these rookies. For sure. But that's something I would attack if I'm the Bears. So, here's a... What they're doing with Kyler Gordon might be what they should try to do with Justin Fields, but it has more of an impact on winning when you do it with the quarterback. Kyler Gordon, hey, buddy, we're putting you in the deep end of the pool. Go learn two positions and stop the run, playing in the slot, or at least help stop it, set the edge, all that. Cover elite receivers, not the elite, but do all that. And, yeah, by the way, it's cool. We understand you're going to have rough moments and learn, and it's going to be better when we're going to be good. Yeah. Yep. Maybe you do the, you could, they could progress to, hey, Justin, yeah, it's going to look probably rough for us having you throw it 40 times right now, which I don't think they're willing to do. But when we're going to be good, it's going to help you. So maybe later in the season, if this doesn't turn, you know, if we think the season yeah. goes the way that 
everyone thinks it might go. I, do it maybe, now. Do it. Okay. Do it now. I don't care. Like they I said care, this though. on I said this on Rank's podcast last night. Like I'm okay with those mistakes. Me too. Like because yeah. they're, they're new mistakes too. Like you're in a new offense, new system. You have brand, like brand new personnel too, which is something I don't think we're talking about enough. Is that not only is the system new, but the roster changeover yep. was a lot. So like. Do it now. See what you have in him now. It's a low-pressure situation. This entire season but, is a low-pressure situation. But then next season, you'll have a solid evaluation of Justin Fields. You'll have the draft capital you need to add players. You have the cap space to add players. But, and then you can put it all together. You need to know where the holes are right now. Right, but you're, you're asking a coach, in essence, to not be a coach. <sighs> Don't try to win, which is what you've been trying to do – or. You know, prioritize the future, let's say it in a nicer way, versus doing what you've done your entire life, which is how do I win this football game this Sunday and or Saturday yeah, when well, Luce was coaching college for You can't have it both ways because that's exactly why. I mean, I, I went back and forth about the second half of the Packers game because, like, I liked that the Bears were sticking with the run because it was working. And I think that, I don't, you know, I don't like teams when they necessarily chase the score. Hey, the Packers did it against yeah. the Minnesota Vikings the week before. And they said, like, yeah, we chased the score too much. We abandoned the run too soon. I loved that the Bears didn't do that. And they got David Montgomery going. And they saw what, you know, him and Khalil Herbert can really do. But then I'm also like, all right, well, that's also taking touches out of Justin Fields' hands. But the problem is, we talked about this yesterday, once we saw the coaches film. The way the Packers were playing them. Justin was, wasn't playing well. Yeah. And they were running the ball well. Like, yeah. I, can't, yeah, I right. can't get mad at Luke Getze for that because he's, he's the OC. He knows in the moment what's happening. Right. I mean, we might It might take us a day or two later to look at the film and be like, oh, crap, that guy was open and that guy was open and Justin didn't pull the trigger. He's seeing that real time. And, and I guarantee you that's what's, what was going on. So yeah. I can't get too mad about the fact that they didn't let him throw the ball more. He was bad in that game. Yeah. I get that that's what Luke Getze and these guys do for a living, but Getze, was he on the field on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Okay, See, so he likes to be – I'm wondering because he wants to feel it and yeah, all that stuff. Like, he's a feel guy. He's yeah. a feel guy. He says that. How does he see what's going on from well, down there? They have coaches upstairs. Oh, the yeah, coaches. Yeah, coaches upstairs. <laughs> oh, that's Come how on. that works. He, like, there's, he, he can be, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, okay, they're tough. So, so that's – okay, that makes sense to me. Thank you for clarifying. Hey, dude. Hey, Luke. So eight, there was three guys running free, and he saw none of them. Yeah. Okay. They All rely right. on communication. That's a good thing. Okay. Well, we have uh, – it is lovey week, if we're calling it that. I don't know if we are. I'm not sure if we should. Yeah, Probably we not. But uh, Carm has a whole list of uh, Bears lovey games we're going to get to here in a little I'm bit. I'm excited. Oh, fun. Um, but first, <laughs> this football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means – before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second-half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet's lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Do it live. And, yeah, do it live. Do Smash it live. Like button. <laughs> we'll do it live. Make 
live your best life. Uh, God, points, but I love you, points, but and I also love our friends at uh, Green Ridge Farms, who were in last just week. Just one farm, and just yes. one, it's just Green one farm. farm. It's, I know we're in Chicago, but it's just Green Ridge. Farm. I was going to say we pluralize everything here. Yeah, no, the jewels. Yeah, sure. Just what is that? Yeah, it, it, it okay. says. Okay. It okay. says. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, they've yeah. Chicagoized it for you. Okay. He's Ron yeah. Burgundy. All right. He reads the right. copy as <laughs> it's as it's said. Green Ridge Farm. I love sticks. you. Meat sticks. Singular your, farm. Your your meat <laughs> just sticks. One farm. <laughs> just one farm. One, just just one one farm. One awesome farm. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. The if point I is, it. they have great food. I, I got it. I got it. Thank you very much. <laughs> great, great, great food. Great meat sticks in chicken in Black Forest beef in. You got the jalapeno cheddar, Carmi V. It is unbelievable. I got to go jalapeno cheddar. This. I missed it, all of this. It was amazing. I the mean, jalapeno uh, cheddar was the winner. I mean, it was a it was a game changing, amazing day when Greenridge Farm came and <laughs> came calling to our house here at CHGO, and there, it's got spicy chili too. Uh, Chicago local meat and cheese. You want to support local? It's important. Please do that. It yeah. makes me so much. As I. Drink this Starbucks coffee, and I should have gone <laughs> no with it. No uh, free shouts. You can't. Yeah. Well, I, it's out there. You can see it. I'd rather buy local. I just didn't. Uh, but Greenwich Farm, they make it's all natural deli meat sausages. They're famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. The level of detail here, I'm telling you, it's just it's just incredibly noticeable. 16 grams of protein per stick. It's a perfect post workout snack. And right now, when you order any three meat products at Greenwich Farm. Dot com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are free Ooh. simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. It's uh, two brothers putting this whole thing together. It, it, it's awesome. Check it out, Greenwich Farm. Love that. All right. Yes, sir. You got to learn more about the Texans and some other things around the NFL. But uh, we're going to bring in our guy, Ryan Koenigsberg. From DNVR, join us now. We call him RK. He's a big reason why we're all here at All City. And um, he got to see the Texans last week because they were in Denver playing the Broncos in a game that was kind of painful to listen to. Uh, (laughs) RK, I was listening to the the Broncos broadcast as I was driving in last week. Um, It sounded like it was tough. And then I was trying to watch the game. Last night and a little bit this morning, and that was even tougher. So, how are you guys hanging? <laughs> are you guys hanging in there in Denver right now? Because it's it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, I I am. Uh, I'm definitely uh, in the minority though in terms of people who are hanging in there. It is it is pretty crazy out here. Like we're two weeks into Nathaniel Hackett's tenure, people are done. Like we're we're we've already skipped the honeymoon phase, past the regular phase all the way to the fire him right now phase uh, in a lot of circles, which is crazy to me. Uh, I'm willing to give these guys a little bit of time to get it figured out. Only team in the NFL this year with a new coach, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. So it's a lot to, you know, kind of get on the same page there. But you're right. It was ugly. Like I was going to say, number one key to the game uh, for the Bears is just know how the play clock works. (laughs) Uh, that was a struggle in the past regime. So far, that's been pretty good. Um, RK, okay, so give us a little recap of what you saw from the Texans, like what the Bears need to be worried about, you know, maybe what the Broncos were ultimately able to take advantage of in this in this game because it was a low-scoring affair. 
Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing to note is that Davis Mills is not a scrub. Um, now, he has flaws, of course, but he can he can get it out there. And, and if you give him a clean pocket, he definitely is capable of dicing you up. He's got a good arm. He can kind of make all those throws to all sides of the field. And in the first half, it, you know, he was kind of moving the ball decently. Uh, and then similar to the Broncos game against the Seahawks, they were able to make some adjustments in the second half and kind of slow things down. Um, the big thing for me is you, you just got to get after him. And, you know, that's kind of a key to the game any week for a team. But that was really, really evident for the Broncos. When they let him sit back there, he was able to pick them apart. You know, Brandon Cooks is a great receiver. He's bounced around a lot, but that guy gets himself open. Uh, Nico Collins kind of gives them that bigger option uh, out there on the outside. And, and Damian Pierce, you know, the surprise maybe of the draft is a very legit running back. But to me, as soon as the Broncos were able to get pressure, you know, Randy Gregory had a strip sack. Draymond Jones had a strip sack. The Broncos have unreal fumble luck, so they didn't recover either of those right now. Uh, but once they were able to heat him up, he definitely was you know, getting moved off his spots, and he was uncomfortable. And you saw, like, I don't know if you made it all the way to the end of the game, Hoke, but he just misfired on, like, four straight throws to end the game. Um, so once they got him, you know, warmed up back there, uh, that was definitely the biggest difference in the game. Okay, I want to know what's going on with Russell Wilson in your mind. But, uh, look, the Broncos rushed for 149 yards, and they did it, put it on the ground 31 times. Everybody here wants to see Justin Fields throw the football and try to figure out if, uh, you know, we're making progress or not. But from your perspective, do you think the Bears' best chance at winning is to keep it on the ground? Absolutely. Yeah, I think this game sets up really well for the way that the Bears have been playing so far. You know, running the, the ball is definitely their strength. Um, and I thought those two backs looked really good the other night. So that was, you know, the biggest thing for the Broncos. Everyone was kind of losing their mind because at one point, Javante Williams is averaging seven yards per carry in the first half. And then they kind of went away from him. And, you know, everyone's asking out here, like, What's going on? You know, is it all about let Russ cook or is it about winning football games? Kind of similar to what people were saying in uh, Seattle. It's just kind of funny that we're already there. Uh, but that is a huge opportunity for the Bears to kind of just play the game that they want to play uh, and, and go in. And, and you can absolutely run on this Texans team. What did you see from Davis Mills, too? And what do you think is like if, if you force him to throw the ball, is that good or bad, essentially? <laughs> Yeah, it's really, I, I was impressed. You know, I've kind of been a Davis Mills doubter. We have a guy, Hank, on our show who's a, a big Davis Mills believer, and we were kind of going back and forth before the game. But I came away thinking, like, he's a, he is a capable quarterback. He reminds me a little bit of a guy who you guys know, Trevor Simeon, uh, when he was here in Denver, just with a slightly better arm. Like, if you keep him clean, he can go out there and he can complete passes. Um, but – you definitely don't want like you don't want to just sit back and let him you know pick apart zones and that sort of thing like if i were if i were calling the plays out there i would definitely bring heat early because it wasn't until the broncos kind of knocked him out of a rhythm that he you know that they were able to start forcing some more punts and and not let them drive down and kick field goals all right uh how worried are you about nathaniel hackett cuz um uh-oh. Doesn't look too good. <laughs> I, I think I am on the low end of people who are worried about Nathaniel Hackett. Um, to me, there's been some very concerning things. But I just think, 
and it's not always one-to-one when you're trying to compare real life to football, but imagine, you know, you go out there and the first day on the job, you make a big mistake and then you've got the entire world, you know, criticizing you and calling you a clown and calling you an idiot. Uh, like that, that's gotta be tough. And so then I feel like he overcorrected a little bit, steered into the swerve too much this last week. Um, and I think, over time, he's going to get it figured out. This is a guy who's the son of a coach. He understands the game really well. He is a bright dude. And, you know, this is the one thing that I think is being missed the most about the Broncos. He's brought in to be an offensive guy, and the Broncos are leading the NFL right now in yards per drive. So they aren't finishing in the red zone, and that is a massive, massive problem for them going forward. But the play calling from Nathaniel Hackett between the ones, really, not even between the 20s, between the ones, uh, has been really good. They've moved the ball well. Uh, you know, Russ in game one is 340 yards on 70% completions. It's not like, you know, he was terrible in that game. The biggest problem for the Broncos right now is punching it into the end zone. And I think they'll get that figured out. And once they get that figured out, I think everything else is going gonna, is gonna to come to Nathaniel Hackett a little bit easier. I don't mean to try to put you in a corner here, RK, but uh, you can't, I don't think, teach understanding what is required in the moment and making decisions as fast as you can. I mean, that's what a head coach has to do. He seems to have a gap on that. I don't know if you, you see a pathway for that to close or, I mean, maybe he hires somebody who can tell him when to take a timeout, but there's, there's more to it than, than just that for what we're seeing so far, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I think you hit the nail on the head for what's going on for him right now. It's moving a little bit too fast. Um, but for him, one thing that I've been impressed about is like he's aware of it and he's willing to admit it. Vic Fangio had very similar issues with the game management stuff. And he was very kind of stuck in his ways. Hey, this is the way we do things. You know, I don't want a game management guy. I don't care about the analytics, those sort of things. Whereas Nathaniel Hackett essentially said like he's caring about too much. Um, he's essentially got too many people in his ear. Hey, here's what the analytics say. Here, here's what the time you know, says all this stuff. And he's like, I need to pare it down a little bit so I can make decisions a little bit quicker. I think there's a learning on the job thing going on right now. I think you're right that you can't necessarily teach it, but I think you might be able to just learn it from situations. At least that's what I have to hold out hope for. Well, and I'll tell you this is like the way we've been looking at it from Chicago, because this has been a big enough national story that, I mean, everybody's been talking about it. And I know Bears fans here in Chicago are like, this is a Matt Nagy vibes. Yep. And, and, and part of it is, and by the way, I still say this. Like, if Matt Nagy ever gets a head coaching job again in the future, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I think he can be better. Yeah. The problem is, and I think this is what worries me about the Nathaniel Hackett situation, is you hired a guy who wasn't actually calling the plays in Green Bay. So now you're hiring him to not only be the play caller, but also, by the way, now you're the head coach. So he's got a lot on his plate, and one of the things we saw from Nagy over and over again was somebody who was buried in his play sheet too much and not aware enough of what's going on in all three phases in the middle of a game because there's so much happening. So I, I actually think you can learn, uh, you know, figure that out on the fly, but it's still worrisome. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't not to be like the people who are saying, hey, any quarterback can be good eventually because Josh Allen became good eventually. Um, but like Andy Reid went most of his career being known for terrible clock management, not knowing when to call timeouts, that sort of thing. And he kind of grew out of it. Now, that took a long time. The Broncos need to microwave that process a lot. But I do think you can kind of figure it out. 
he's learning on the job, but I think you're right, Adam. He has too much on his plate right now, and, and he probably needs to trust some people and take a little bit off his plate. I don't know what that is. The number one, one thing that I do not want to take away from him is play calling because I think he's actually doing a good job of it. Uh, and, and again, you brought in an offensive coach to try and fix your offense. If you're passing off the play calling duties a couple weeks in, then you're you're admitting a much bigger problem. I think he needs to take maybe clock management, that sort of stuff. He did. He does have a coach for that. I think maybe he needs to trust that coach maybe a little bit more uh, and then move forward. Okay. Well, and, sorry, one more, yeah. one thing too I just want to point out. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but both of his coordinators are first-time coordinators too, correct? So that's the other thing. Yep, like, yep. When, and, when you bring in a head coach that's not been a head coach before, on top of that he doesn't have any experience to lean on on his staff, that's hard. Yeah, he is leaning on Dom Capers, who he has as kind of a special assistant, um, which at least gives him something there. But, yeah, that that was a concern that we said from the start. And right when the Heat hired that staff, it was like, wow, they're really trying something new here. I mean, there is little to no experience in their position all across the board. And we knew from the start there's just has to be some growing pains that come with that, and those have obviously already reared their head. All right, from what you saw from the Texans last week, do you think the Bears are able to win this game uh, on Sunday against Houston? I do. I do. Uh, I think that, you know, Justin Fields, especially being able to get outside of the pocket and make plays with his feet is going to be really open, especially once they start getting that running game going, which they should absolutely be able to do. Start running the ball, use that play action, let Justin Fields just go be Justin Fields. And like I said, I think this sets up really well as just a game where the Bears can just be the Bears. Now, I know you guys are kind of in the information gathering stage with Justin Fields so I'm sure people are eager to see him throw the ball more than 12 times but I don't think you need to do that this week and that should be very helpful for a Bears win. Okay before you go and uh, this is probably not uh, necessary but I like competition so can you explain how uh, you know D Denver can compete with Chicago in any way, shape or form because we all know that we're the best sports city and we had Jordan and we had Ditka and and Denver, like wow. you know, there's an Elway, but you know, like I don't know, the, the Nuggets, no Jokic, reason. Fat Lever. I mean, what is that? And I mean, you're just like <laughs> taking like Cub scraps and Chris Bryant at this point. Uh, Coors Field is sweet, but I, I, I mean, he was at Coors Field last night. I, I was drinking beer out of a hot dog straw. I love, well, if we're, if, we're, if we're being if we're being honest, I love Denver and Coors Field and 300 Days of Sunshine, but you know, CH CHGO Chicago, let's let's go. I, I we I think a nice friendly rivalry makes sense for us. I like it. I I I love the fact that Chicago reminds me of Denver in many ways, uh just in terms of the people and the way they act, but uh I would just say Super Bowls. That's where we've got you. Um Three, three in my lifetime uh, versus, I believe, zero from the Bears. So uh, that's where that's where Denver's got Chicago. Boom, roasted. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 back-to-back Elway thing. I just felt it right, <laughs> right. Uh, that was such a sweet ending to a career. But you know, there's that, and then there's you know six. I, I don't know. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So. yeah well, you definitely got us in the basketball and baseball categories. Uh, RK, appreciate that's, you jumping on today. That's weird to say that we have anybody in baseball, even with the two teams, because we are. Baseball's <laughs> over as of last night. Baseball's <laughs> over as far as I'm concerned. It's great great stuff, baseball? RK. What's baseball? <laughs> Thanks, guys.
All right, there he is, Ryan. Oh Kingsbury. no! Oh, oh some alert oh. for you. Apparently, I won't drink this. But we have, whenever you come back to Chicago, RK, we got it for you. We don't have that over Denver. That's thank you. I'm. I'm sure it won't be going anywhere by the time uh, before the next time I come out there. I'm I'm pretty sure you're the one who drank this, and <laughs> we'll have to drink the rest. He loves Malort. Okay, I- fact. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. <laughs> there he is, Ryan Koenigsberg from DNVR. Make sure you check out the work that they're doing over there. Awesome stuff. Their yeah. social media is fantastic, and I saw I saw you in the chat, Tori, and everything that we were just teeing up with that. That's their problem. Well. <laughs> You got – it's true. We, it's we, no problem. We but they not played the, the Texans this week, so okay. – um, Well, the – yeah. Yeah. We don't have the uh, Nathaniel P. Hackett problem, but – Yeah. It's, it's okay. What's going on? <laughs> One of the funniest things I heard about Nathaniel Hackett this week was from Cousin Sal on the Bill Simmons podcast. I love he goes, that. first of all, change your name. This isn't the Civil War, Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> like who goes by Nathaniel? What's he supposed to go by, Nate? Yeah, Nathan. They call they, Nate. They, call, they Nate? started calling him Nat Hackett. Nat Nate, Hackett. I don't know Nathaniel Hackett. Nate Hackett. It's a weird name. Nate Dog. You have Carmi V. Like uh, I mean, you look 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 way you up you upticked yourself. <laughs> I, up, I upticked myself. I don't, but I don't mind Carmen. Yeah, but that's a good name. That's it is a, a good name. I like that name. name. We share. All right. No. Um, yes, we understand the Bears press conference is going on. Yes. No, not much has come out of it. No. Eddie Jackson, your honorary captain this there week. Thank you, Nick. Congratulations yeah. to uh, Eddie Jackson. Looks like a bunch of the other conversation right now is about. Um, I think that's actually a nice feather in the cap for Eddie Jackson on his progression back from being sure the yeah. most hated bear to being hopefully a good player again. And can we talk about be- it's because of Jaquan Brisker? I'm going to go so far as to say that, that he's Certainly been allowed helping. Eddie Jackson to play a lot, play his position, play his game. You're, I, getting, I you're getting that. no argument from anyone on that, that one, I don't think. Jaquan, ja- we talked about it yesterday for a second. Jaquan Brisker, uh, you're also on the learning curve here. He had a rough game, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought he had more. Well, he just missed a lot of tackles. He missed here. some tackles. Missed I thought, so but, everybody. From. But, like, he did things that um, – so – one of the plays we talked about with Corey Wooten on Monday where Kyler Gordon failed to keep contain on the outside, the very next play, Brisker did it the right way. So there's – I think Brisker's definitely a little bit more ahead of the curve than Kyler Gordon is at this point. But, yes, there were some missed tackles, and sometimes you're flying in there a little too out of control. Well, it's, it's actually a compliment to Brisker from my standpoint because yeah. I thought the guy would just play perfect because he's just been that exciting and that good. So, Well, he's only worried about one job, too. I mean, let's not forget Kyler Gordon, that nickel spot, and then is already just very, very cerebral of a spot. You have to read so much as a nickel, and you have to be aware of so much more. And to do that at game speed is, as a rookie, is it's hard. It's really, really hard, that nickel spot. So I, I you know. He's processing. When, when you get to that, what you're just dialing up here as far as the intelligence that it requires to play football, I don't get how they do it. There's so much going on. I know. It's you have to pro- – like, you know – all. That's why there's one game a week and they spend every the whole, hour <laughs> – The whole like, week preparing. And why meetings are so important and yeah. going through the film because it's like every week you have to learn a new game. Yeah. You have to learn what that team's going to do against you – and the the amount of time it takes to install all that yeah. and but prepare for it, it's it's why coaches go crazy. 
but then you have to react in a in the yeah, moment in, I know. in a split. You have to somehow get like a muscle memory every week for that game plan, if so he, you don't have to actually think, and you can just right. react. If he does that, I'm I'm looking for this, and then I'm going to do that. And that just yeah. y- y'all are. There's a reason why quarterbacks make eight zillion dollars because that's how you I win. Hope and we've dispelled in 2022. I hope we've dispelled the football players are just dumb jocks narrative. Oh. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Because they're very, very smart. It's, you, it, you cannot play football well unless you are intelligent. Correct. Unless you're football with, smart. I'll throw that yeah. in there. With some <laughs> very few exceptions, because there are some players that just are so extremely talented that as long as you just get them the ball and say go, Speaking they can do that. Speaking of a player like that, he's on the Texans and his name is OJ Howard. And he has been so good and so athletically gifted his entire life, played at Bama. And then couldn't make it work with the Bucks. And as much yeah. as I love OJ as a person, he's a really great guy. I don't think he was ever taught at Alabama how to study film, how to be a good football player, how to evolve your game. Because he is basically the same player that he was when he got drafted by the Buccaneers. And you saw that he's, he's the only tight end in the league with two touchdowns right now. But he also has like four yards or something like that. Like he's got two touchdowns, but he's used as that red zone target because he's a big body and he can catch. But you don't really make him run routes and you don't really kind of make him think a lot. And I thought that was very interesting to bring it back to the Texans. Yeah, absolutely. Great um, job. Loved it. I want to hear more about the Texans. I want to hear more about Lovey Smith. Carmen has a list of games. The Lovey Smith Bears era. Uh, but first, I want to make sure you know that Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site. It makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. They're the official ticket partner of CHGO. We want to make sure that you're using Game Time. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you never thought you could, maybe the 50-yard line. Pulling it up right now. at Soldier Field. But you don't even need to go 50. Just you want to get in the building. You want to come to our tailgate. Sunday morning, and then last minute be like, hey, I wonder if I can get in. Check out the Game Time app. Uh, they have the best tickets that you can find. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats that you thought you could never buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season. So if you love CHGO, you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link. It's right there in the description on YouTube, if you're watching us live, join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Just looking at Sunday, 134 gets you in the building up top, which is a great way to watch a football game. But if you want to go big and you're just you know having a good having a good week at work or whatever, uh, 319 puts you about 10 rows from the field, basically at the 35 yard line. Treat yourself. See Lovey up close. See Justin Fields up close. Oh, that magnificent beard. I'm so glad he still got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love I mean, it. I wish he had that beard when he was coaching the Bears. I know. It wasn't as white, though. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. His hair was, yeah. was more salt and pepper. Were you in Tampa when Lovey was there? Was that, no, I got yeah. there the year after I was there when, for their first year at Dirt Cutter. Mm. I did have Lovey Smith. Somehow I found it. I don't know where I found it. At my desk was a Lovey Smith business card. So I put it up on my desk. <laughs> Uh, Bears are 2-0 and against Lovey Smith. That counts for anything. They are. What, as a member of the Buccaneers? Yeah. So he came back in 20... Remember, he sat out the uh, 2013 season, came back in 2014. Yeah. Fun fact about that win, Bears over the Bucks at Soldier Field in 2014. That was Mark Tressman's last win as a Bear. Oh. Wow. 
the end of the Mark Trustman yeah, experiment. That was it. I think they lost the last five or six games, whatever was that yeah. last season. All right, Carm has gone back in his memory bank. And he, <laughs> what do you got for us, buddy? So I've, I've gone back uh, in my bank and, and through the internet. This is We're doing the top five lovey Bears wins. We're doing it in chronological order. You can do your own order with this if you'd like and or add in any other games you two or anyone anywhere really. But uh, what made my list going back to Lovey gets here in 2004, tells everyone he's going to beat the Packers. Bears did not beat a lot of teams in 2004. They went 5-11. and 11. Offensive coordinator 2004. Trivia in the moment. Anybody? Anybody? Um... Uh, Shay, yeah, wow! Look at that smile. He's proud. Of, he's proud of himself. <laughs> Terry on that Shea, one. Terry Shea, yeah, Terry Shea was there. Defensive coordinators Ron Rivera, Angelo, of course, hiring him. The, the uh, Packers he, losing a Terry Shea led offense. There you in go. 2004, when the Bears started one and five, should negate all the wins the Packers have had against the Bears ever since. Well, the, yeah, they which is a lot. They didn't really do it with the offense, but 21-10, yeah. his second game. Um, they got to one and one. Mike Brown, 95-yard oh. fumble return for Lost a touchdown. Uh, now he did hurt his right Achilles and uh, mm -hmm. it was 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 out, but mm -hmm. uh, did have that. Nick Barnett, Packer linebacker that day, because Lovey came in and he said, "I'm I'm going to beat the Green Bay Packers." Right, that was his whole thing. Uh, I can beat Green Bay because as a defensive coordinator with St. Louis, he was he had forced 10 turnovers against the Packers in two games. Like I'm going to beat the Pack. And Barnett's comment, quote, I've never been in a fight where some guy told me he was going to beat me up and he beat me up. So that's awesome. That was a nice little that. little tribute to, to Lovey. The Bears picked Favre off twice that game. Erlocker stripped him on green. Uh, and that fumble recovery, 95 yards to the house. Second longest in Bears history to George Papa Bear Hallis, who went 98 mm. yards in 1923. Papa Bear. Mm -hmm. So uh, very fun. Uh, yes, that was the Packers lost to the Bears for uh, their only the third time in the last 21 games. Bears, Lovey on the board. Brett Favre in that game, by the way, did break Dan Marino's NFL record: 24 touchdowns against a single opponent. Bears, uh, Packer quarterbacks have any success against the Bears? That was so. That was my first one that I picked out. Uh, kind of fun, right? Uh, 2005. A year later, they go 11 and five. They had an eight-game winning streak, the Bears did that year. They started one and three, and then, and then Lovey started rolling. The eighth win came against the Packers and Favre, who were terrible at that point. We were on our way to Aaron Rodgers. First time since, in 2005, think about this, first time since 1993 that the Bears beat the Packers at Soldier Field. Kind of hard to believe. Wow. Uh, oh, wow, wow. Do you know how many uh, passing yards Kyle Orton had in that game? <laughs> I, 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 89. I, Come on, what was it? He was six for seventeen for sixty-eight yards. It was yards. less than oh my less than Justin Fields had against the Packers the other day. Yeesh. Yeah, sixty-eight. But he got a W. Bears, you're, are you looking up as I'm Kyle doing this? Or you, uh, yeah, I'm following along. Be, the the uh, Packers were two and ten that year. So yeah. That'd be a Mike Sherman year, right? That sounds right. Yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to double check. Bear, uh, right Bears did not convert a third down in the game. 0 for 10. Oh uh, the only thing I could hang my hat on in college when I was living in Madison with all Packer fans, who I'm still all friends with, my entire fantasy football league, all my roommates from college, was those few years that I lived with them, the Packers sucked. Mm -hmm. That's enjoyable. Like they, yeah. they really haven't any other time in basically my entire life. Not to take any yeah. wind out of the sails of that game, but it just sounds like the Packers were that awful. 
they they were, and I, and I was cherry picking, trying to look for Packer wins, but it, it fit because the eight in a row. Yeah, after yeah, one no, their, you know, can't it's take that away. it's kind of a nice a nice stamping. And in that game, Brett Favre did not throw a touchdown pass against the Bears, so that ended the streak of an NFL record at the time, 26 oh, straight games. Yeah. Tillman, Vasher. Favre, Favre threw the ball 58 times in that game. Yep. yep. <laughs> Two interceptions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we're doing – Which I think is as many interceptions as Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown against the Bears. Hashtag, I know that's not accurate, yeah. but it feels that it, way. It does feel that way. <laughs> hashtag Lovey, hashtag Bears, memories of Lovey. Feel free to put yours in the chat too, any, any Lovey memories. Uh, All right, we got number three. Number three, we're going to what – could have been, uh, should have been their, the biggest win on the way to uh, the biggest thing ever happening. Uh, but Bears 39, Saints 14, playoffs January 21st, 2007. Oh, I was there. The Bears going to the Super Bowl. Rex Grossman leading them there. The big 11 for 26 for 144 yards. First of all, Jason McKee led them there, okay, with one of the <laughs> best double team blocks I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so shout out to J Mac. Uh, that be per- accurate here. That helped spring Thomas Jones for 123 yes, yards that day. Uh, Bears forced four turnovers, which was uh, awful fun to do. And bringing it back full circle to now, who are you comparing Dom Rob to? Mark Anderson. Who was a rookie on that team? Oh, yeah, he was, uh, and he, he he got to breeze in the game. So there we go, Mark Anderson, Dom Rob all coming together. Anderson was the 159th overall pick in the draft. Robinson was the 174th overall pick. Uh, Anderson also, by the way, hired by Lovey Smith in 2015 when he was uh, t- with the Bucks to be a, a member of their scouting That's department. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Full circle. Ooh, Ooh. Israel Adonijah Wait, had a sack so, in that in that yeah, game yeah. too. So if you're going chronological order, you are skipping over the uh, Cardinals win that year. Yeah, so uh, great, great knowledge right there, and we're not going chronological because I flipped those two. Okay. <laughs> just, okay. Just, just, I'm like, that has to yeah, be. Yeah, because that was the regular season. It's, it's in there. That's my, so I was yeah. going chronological, and then, and, then, uh, and then I. That was the I, year before I, I interned. Got, I got out of order. Cardinals. So. Actually. We're we're going chronological by year, not but if, if that doesn't make sense. But okay, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for that game. Which against, one against the uh, Saints? You were there. That's awesome. There was uh, snow coming down. You know, at the end of the game, there. It, it was it was it was sweet uh, and historic. Lovey the uh, becoming the first black head coach to reach the Super Bowl in the forty-one year history. Of course, going against another African American and Tony Dungy. Lovey saying after the game, "That's sweet, but I want to be the first one to win it." And we all know that he didn't, uh, but he he did get there. So, yeah, the Bears were. Nobody gave the Bears a chance in that game. Mm. Did you at the time? What? Did you think they were going to win? Which one? Did you think they were going to beat the Colts? Or, oh, against the Colts. Oh, when Devin Hester I mean, returned the I mean, after the, the kick. opening kickoff, I did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, heck yeah. Hell yeah, I did. I felt like they had no chance. Really? None. Because um, he can't. Rex Grossman, Peyton Manning. Uh, well, yeah. Rex Grossman. But, okay, let's rewind. Let's go back to uh, to the Cardinals game. And, uh, uh, yeah. Well, hold on a second here. Oh, are you? Oh no! <laughs> what? Okay, okay, never mind. I, 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 I digress. Uh, yes, the Monday Night Miracle uh, in Arizona, down twenty to zip at half. Yep. Six turnovers from the offense. How many picks for good old Rex? Didn't he end up with 
three in that four. He was awful. Four picks. Four picks, game. two fumbles. They, yep. they, two, they, two that sacks. game got replayed, I want to say, during the like what during the COVID shutdown. Oh, yeah. He had a ten point two passer rating in that game. Is that good? He was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's decidedly not good. I, it it tr- <laughs> truly should be called the Monday Night Miracle and hashtag lovey, hashtag defense. Bears returning two fumbles for touchdowns in the second half. Hester, of course, with the 83-yard punt return with 258 to take the lead. Neil Rackers. Oh, my gosh. 41-yard field goal that could have won it with 53 seconds to go. Just clubs the turf with his foot Mm -hmm. and misses it after hitting three field goals in the game. Again, another Mark Anderson moment. Untouched uh, crush liner. That's Mike Brown picked it up right at the goal line, three yards to the touchdown. It, that was with two sec. That was with two seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah, made it twenty-three to ten. I mean, if if there was uh, Just need one play to get it going. Yeah, and and uh, Devin Hester, and and Devin Hester, and Devin Hester, lots of Devin Brian Erlacher had nineteen combined tackles. Yeah. Brian Erlacher, that that I don't want to say off the top of my head that was his best game. But it was – it's up there. I mean, it is definitely probably in his top Briggs three. Briggs had 15. If you watch the tape – Those two combined for 34 if you, if you watch that tape, it's hard to find a better middle linebacker performance. He, Just, his comment after the game, too, which I pulled out, was, uh, first of all, they weren't blocking me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was easy. You might want to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he had the strip on Edgar and James. Yep. Peanut picking it up 40 yards right. to the house. So 20. that's number four. We got one more? One more. Last one. Final uh, lovey great moment, if you will. Uh, their playoff win over the 7-9 Seattle Seahawks, 35-24, seven years in. Of course, they sets up the NFC championship game with the Packers. Cuddy was the Cuddy that we wanted. Ran for two, threw for two. Bears were up 28 zip. Game was over. Super Bowl 45 was in sight. Um, and it set up uh, Bears Packers, which was the first time they were meeting in the playoffs since 1941, uh, which the Bears uh, beat Green Bay that day. But at any rate, uh, Cutler's first postseason game, his only postseason win, and their uh, the Bears, of course, won in the North for the first time that year since 06. And uh, everybody loves to remember Greg Olson. He had a moment, a 58-yard touchdown pass in the game. Cutler, the second quarterback in league history to have two touchdowns rushing, two touchdowns passing in a postseason game. The only other one, Otto Graham for the Browns in 54 and 55. Lovey history. We got it for you. All right. Um, Love that. There's Carm's list of the top five Lovey victories. And... I don't see any emotion on the set here. <laughs> Here's why. Justin Fields is yeah. Okay, that's why we're racing. Justin Fields is talking and he is he is clearing up his comments about the fans from Sunday. Um are we gonna have Nick join us here? Uh Nick is in the room, so Ooh. I believe we can get that done here if he's there. Is he ready uh, though? Nick, are you a- there? I'm ready. You guys, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. So we have Nick. So Nick, this is good. So Nick, um, because I'm seeing a bunch of stuff on Twitter, Justin Fields. A lot of people are um, reacting to what he had to say. What? What? what, what, Tell us what's going on in House Hall right now. 
Yeah, just first off, I, you know, after the show, of course, go and listen to Justin Fields because it just seemed like a completely different guy, you know, usually a little bit robotic in his press conferences. Today, he wanted to kind of change that narrative of what people kind of thought of him. But he also talked about the the one comment that he had about the fans. And I'll give you a paraphrase quote um, from him. He said, I respect every fan that we have. I'm glad that we have fans. I would never disrespect any anybody on what they do or what they love to do. And again, that's in regards to, you know, the rivalry and whether or not it, it hurts him more than usual. And he kind of had um, his comment about the fans that they don't put in the work. So he wanted to address that, but he also just wants to for everybody to see his side of his personality a little bit more. Doesn't want to come off as robotic saying, hey, we're going to do this this certain way, but he wants to show people that he is a person he doesn't make mistakes and he wants to get that across to bears fans so yeah after this you guys definitely go check out you know justin fields and how he you know really spoke today it was a, it was a completely different justin fields one that we haven't seen in quite a while i love hearing that yeah, yeah. i mean did I he also say that he's waking up earlier this week yeah waking up at five forty-five. he said he's waking up about an hour earlier than he uh, used to. And again, it was all because this loss to the Packers, he said this one felt way different than every other loss that he's experienced so far in the league. Um, And he said it's just the emotional investment that he's putting into it. So he's changing up his routine. He doesn't like the idea of losing at all. He was saying like a little story about when even he used to play basketball in the backyard with his dad and he would lose, he would cry about it. But it's just the fact that he hates the feeling of losing, and he said this one to the Packers, it just felt different. He did acknowledge it is because of the Packers. The emotional investment that they put into, you know, throughout the work week and obviously did not see it come up or to come up short on Sunday night, that hurt him. So he said this one made him change his routine. He's ready to go and, you know, looking to kind of, you know, obviously change uh, this, this loss that the Bears have now. I'm not sure how to feel about the fact that he's waking up earlier, that it took like the Packers loss, but I guess it's a good thing. And morning habits are very hard to break, so congratulations for doing that an hour earlier. Nobody wants to get up an hour earlier, so that does that's high level of motivation. Literally right every day I say I'm going to wake up earlier, and literally every day I don't. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm up and then I'm not. Uh, so You're pretty good about waking up. I, am, I, I like being up early, but... I do too. I like. Right. Oh, I hate it. So Nick, Ugh. what what does this all mean? I mean, yeah, he's saying Nick. the right things. I think it's. It sounds like it's more how he said them yeah. versus what he said. And, <laughs> and and I think partially he's probably taking this loss harder because, I think we can all see it now. He did not play well at all. So, uh, do you, what's going to be different this week? I guess. Yeah. No. He he did acknowledge that. There, there are some plays that they he obviously left out there. The one play where Darnell Mooney's breaking away open, the one deep a pass attempt that the um, the Bears actually had in that game, he's like, hey, you know what? I could have done something differently. He also said that Mooney didn't quite run the exact post route that we won on that play, but it's going to take both of those guys to learn with each other throughout the season to kind of get that right. And I know there's been some talk about, well, does this coaching staff – trust Justin Fields he only had the 11 pass attempts and he doesn't see it as a lack of confidence in him that he only got that many opportunities like we have to trust our coaching staff they've been doing this a lot longer than he's been playing quarterback in the NFL so we trust Luke Getze what the game plan is and how they're going to approach um, just Justin moving forward and he was asked 
well, okay, if you're only getting these limited amount of passing attempts, how can you see your growth as a quarterback? Well, you know, Matty Rufuso talked about it in his press conference. It's going to be a balance. It's going to be um, something to where throughout the course of the season, they're trying to figure out what's best for the football team. But ultimately, we've talked about this many times in this podcast, you guys. It's also about, you know, Justin Fields' growth. How much can he become – how much better can he become in year two as opposed to year one? So he he did acknowledge all of that, and he does see this opportunity against a Texans defense that looks very similar. And he said it too, very similar to what the Bears practice every single day. A lot of guys that play hard, not necessarily a lot of star talent, but you could say the same about the Bears defense, he said, where there's not maybe the big talent on defense, but they know it's going to be a tough opponent that can – create pressure up the middle and he's gonna have to you know do what he's done in, in practice to maybe make it work out on Sunday Nick we all know that it's more important what you do than what you say so we'll see how he you know plays on Sunday and the rest of the way and we're all rooting for him clearly obviously uh, but would you say that he sounded more confident or more defensive today I wouldn't say defensive, Mark. It, it didn't come across as that. Um, obviously, he wanted to make sure he got his words right with the the comment about the fans. But it just seemed like he was opening up, um, you know, just kind of getting to see a different side of fields. But I wouldn't say defensive would be the word. Again, he just wanted to get his words right. And he, he knows that. He's in this role. Um, he was also asked, like, how did you even – you know, become aware of like those comments that you said uh, about the fans. He's like, well, when you're in this position, uh, you, you know, obviously you get tagged in a lot of stuff. So he saw like Barstool was doing things with his comment and he called his dad. He called his dad to, to you know, kind of get some advice there to see how to approach, you know, you know, these things that he, you know, he has to deal with on a daily basis. He's the, the starting quarterback of the Bears. So, yeah, he didn't sound offensive um, to me, Mark, but definitely, like I said, um, after this, Go check out uh, Justin Fields' uh, latest press conference. All right, Nick. Good stuff, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Uh, Thanks, Nick. It's good to hear that from QB1, I guess, uh, and uh, we'll see what it looks like. Nick, can't wait till next week on Tuesday when you're in here. Rematch. Ping pong. Let's go. Hey, Mark, congrats on the win last night. I'm proud of you, so maybe maybe it'll make a different result with me on the ping pong table. See, he's giving you all the credit, Nick. He says that you motivated him. And, and and that's don't you don't need to be nice. You could just say, "Carm, I'm going to kill you next week too. Your game's weak. That's a, a fine take." <laughs> but but I appreciate I I appreciate. It. Well, maybe someday you'll get me. It's very sweet. I mean, Nick, you weren't watching the show earlier. I think the direct quote was, "I don't even think Nick's that good." Mm. Yeah, I did say that, oh. Nick. I, yeah. I, I, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I. I, 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 I Carm's in like the he wants he's choosing violence. He's today. feeling overconfident. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's picking fights with DNBR. Who did you Kirschenbaum? You get one win over Kirschenbaum all, all sudden. Of a sudden. Nick, yeah. I I should have clarified it. Nick doesn't overpower you on the ping pong table. He just plays consistent, which makes him that frustrating to go against because you feel like you should win. And then you walk out of there and you're scratching your head, what the hell just happened? And and then you realize like oh. Nick's got a very strategic game yeah. that uh, he knows how to play, and it's just going to be a very tall mountain to climb up to get to. But I'm going to keep climbing. I'll see you at the top of that mountain someday. <laughs> Sounds good, Mark. All right, you guys. See ya. Right. See ya. There's He's Nick. Like, yeah, okay, stop talking. Follow him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano. That was completely different from what you said earlier when he wasn't with us. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I backed off a little bit. Hey, <laughs> uh, I just love that everybody in the chat's like, I wake up at 4, I wake up at 5, I wake up at, I wake up at 2 a.m. What time a. do you wake up at, Carm? I'm a 
I'm a 648er. I, and I wish I was like a 512er. 48. So I wake Six, up earlier than 648. Yeah, what do you at? I wake up I wake up at 630. 630. Yeah. I wake up with my kidneys again. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's which this yeah. year's I been mean, later. That's good. Yeah, new school. He doesn't have to get on the bus until 753, I think it is. Shout out to everybody out there who gets up in the morning and is at the gym before call it seven. You, the people that do that, you're my hero. I've wanted to be. I can't. I can't. I can't get it done. Our guy Bragg just laying bricks. Go to work. Doug asks, "What's a six forty eighter?" Come on, Doug. You know what a six forty eighter is. The my, the body clock just snaps. You, you, you said incredibly. I wish I was a five twelver. I do wish why I was it, a five twelver. Why is it five twelve? That feels like a great time. Five twelve. <laughs> my one of my favorite tunes out there to throw it out there uh, is is five fifteen a.m. Mark Knopfler. Such a beautiful. I guess I'm technically a six thirty nine er. Are you a six thirty nine er? Because I'll, I'll I'll click snooze once. And okay. so then I don't get out of bed until and then it gives me nine more minutes. And here comes Kata. Look at him, five ten on gym days. I mean, just, just, how many gym just, days we get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, three, three gym day. days at five ten. See, that's why he's the head of content. Because and and a oh, Saturday five no. ten on Saturday, Saturday no. gym day. So okay. Oh man, I can't get it done. I just <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a zillion excuses. Nick uh, said, like, Bears fit at seven every day. I don't know how he does it. No, I need to. I'm catching mind. strays in the chat. You're just what? It. I'm catching strays in the chat. Wake up at <laughs> oh, no. and yells at his <laughs> coffee. I know who that is, though. I wake I up at 6.30, and oh, I hate it. <laughs> I know that guy. Oh, there you well, go, I'm Michael Nash. Establish when everybody wakes up. Hey, speaking yeah. of chats, I do have a, a super chat. Oh, yeah. we end on before we go. Shout so out to all the 420 ers uh, by the way. Is yes, it brilliant? Of course. Shout out to all the 420 Uh This is from Eric. Five bucks. Thank you, Eric. Carm, uh, saw my first Bears Packers at Lambeau Sunday. Bears game is 100% better at Lambeau than Soldier, even with Packers fans' experience was A+. Plus. That, that's, that's actually not a knock on Soldier. We have to, we have to give Lambeau's credit. Awesome. Cre- Lambeau is awesome. awesome. But that's what Bears fans want here, Carl. We're, you okay, can't we're, have we it are here. going. We are going to have a fight right you now. You can't have it you, here. Yes, you can. No, yes. Lambo is Lambo because Lambo's been around forever. The, okay, it's yeah. historical. Oh, okay, agreed. Agreed. But that's agreed. what Soldier Field could have been. We could have a. Yes. New, we, yeah, they we screwed that, it up. That's, that ship has sailed. All we have to do is break some rules, and there's no reason why the rules can't be broken. We can have a complete teardown, Soldier Field. Build it back upright. Do what you want to do with McCormick Place. Make the whole museum campus the greatest place on earth. We don't have the money. I don't know how we're going to get the money. In the Bears fantasy, have a lot of yes, money. In in, fantasy land, I, I like to live in fantasy land every now and then. <laughs> the Bears have a ton of money. They're about to throw up a gazillion of it in Arlington Heights. Why not do it in Chicago? Give them a huge part of ownership of the stadium, if not, and, and, and everybody wins. This could be yeah, done. Yeah, and let's bring back Meg's Field, too. What the hell? Yeah. I miss Meg's Field and the yeah yeah air, yeah yeah Mayor three Daly. airplanes that would end up in Lake Michigan every year in the middle of the night tearing up Meg's Field that was uh, that the was X's sweet. on the runway oh, that's no. great I think that's enough for today guys what do all you right think? Lawrence is ending the show yeah. I love it when he does this well you know I got so Blackhawks in 23 done. minutes so let's uh, so, so is Daniel Trump I think good, training good. camp opens today or something report day for the Hawks it is it's opening a training camp yeah 23 Ooh, minutes we got the guys from the show White Sox got out of the way just in time good night Sox good morning Hawks get the hell out of the way tomorrow. Uh, Nick, Will, we'll have your Bears-Texans 
preview show yeah. right here at noon. I'll be over at House. We'll have all the latest from all the news. We'll have it covered. Safe trip to Tampa. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend covering. Right, I thought you were giving me that. Uh, we, we made it happen. We, we made, made it happen. happen. We just... You get to cover a great game this weekend. I do. We get to cover Very Bears, Texans. And come back tomorrow night for uh, a little football after dark. After dark. After dark. It's going to get It's gonna get, uh, It's gonna gonna get, get something in here. Gonna yeah. Uh, Pack, big I'll day. I'll be out with you guys tomorrow night. Yeah. What is the game tomorrow night? That's a great question. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Browns-Steelers. I'm on the show. Browns-Steelers. I'm All right. Yeah, bye. Talk to you guys tomorrow.